You're listening to Run, Are You Win? Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray. Let's talk about revival for just a minute and what really happens in a true revival. Uh, we got some rumblings of revival happening around the world and in our country, which is good, good stuff. Uh, people are more excited. They come and gather. Bigger gatherings are happening, and they're jumping up and down and singing and worshiping, and different groups and denominations are coming together. But when we really get struck with the power, and it's real revival, you'll see that all of a sudden nothing else matters. You get people together, and all of a sudden they change their priorities. When we uh, when we were in the first revival in out in the country and which hit in 1996 and you know as you already know people came from all over the world and magazines and news reports and all that kind of stuff uh happened and uh we we had uh service we had five and six services a week and then long services and people back then and, and even today ask how did you do that how 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 did you go to church so much how did you do that and they say, I, I just don't get how you can do that. And I said, this is how you do that. You don't do anything else. How can you go to church so much? Well, you don't do anything else. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 how, you know, it'd be like, uh, I, I know this uh, one family and uh, uh, they got, got a kid that's really good in gymnastics, you know, and, and uh, so they, they go to practice every day. And then they go to these gym, gymnastic meets, you know, that they have on the weekends. And they're gone all the time and doing that. And nothing wrong with that. That's what they want to do. But I could ask them, how do you do that? Well, you know how they do that? They don't do anything else. <laughs> that's what they do. They go to work. Then they do gymnastics. Well, that's what you do or soccer or whatever it is. So they say, how did you go to church so much? Well, we didn't do anything else. We made it a priority, and we didn't want to do anything else. I didn't want to do anything else. I knew it was a time in life, and I would tell people then, I'd say, listen, you, you may have a dream that someday you're going to sit in a chair by the lake and drink iced tea and soak your feet in a pool or something. I said, good, that's a good dream to have, but it's not for now. It's not for now. Now is the season of the power and reviving power of God. And we may be hitting that season now. And so you set your heart on that and say, I want to live in that season. I, I can live in it. I can live in another season later in life. I can, I can sit by the pool later in life. But right now, I'm praying for the season of God, the season of revival, right? I want to see the power and presence of God. And I want to see it sweep through where it overtakes me, overcomes everything else, everything else. And, you know, that's like when Mary decided that she was going to accept the role of be it unto me, she said, the role of being the, the mother of Jesus, be it unto me according to your word. And it's just like the Holy Spirit just overcame her, overtook her, you know, and that's what revival does. So we, we can call it revival today or the rumblings of revival. We can see renewal happening and excitement and, and things happening, and that's all good. But until it overcomes to where the priority of God is everything, then that's when revival comes. It takes over everything. There's just nothing more important, nothing else you, 
you want to do. And that's what we want to see happen uh, in our churches and in our country. We're, I'm glad to see it happen at, at the beaches and down at the, at the you know, courthouse or whatever. That's good. But we've got to have it in the, in the, in the church because the church uh, is, is the invention of Jesus. He said, my church, you know, my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail. And uh, so we got to have it in the institution of the church eventually. And if it flows there eventually, but it's got to have some church outbreaks of fire, right? Well, anyway, let's talk about that a little bit, what some of that's going to do to us and where we're headed with that. I was reading the Bible uh, yesterday. I was reading my Bible in Genesis, and I was just reading back the story of creation again, just refreshing my mind. And, and uh, you know, I read there where it said God created, you know, heavens and the earth, and he created the man and the woman, and he put them right down there in the garden, you know. And you just read past that and don't think much of it until you just start thinking about what was, what was God doing, you know, if he created the man and the woman, and you just ask yourself the question, you know, why did he put them in the garden here on the earth? If you think about it, if you back up, to what took place before that, and you realize that before that, Lucifer, who was one of the archangels in heaven, led a rebellion, right? Led a rebellion, and one third of the angels they rebelled out of pride. He out of pride, he rebelled against God, and led a rebellion, and then he gets thrown out of heaven with the angels, and he goes out of heaven, and where does he go? He goes down in the realm of earth, of this earth. And he and, and, and even is called sometimes the God of this world, right? Now, I think he's been overthrown, hadn't he? But that's the title that he had. God of this world. So he's down here in the, in, uh, the, the realm of earth, okay? Here he is. And so God, he wants to have a man, and he wants to have a woman, and he wants to start this thing going and say, well, where do you think I ought to put him? And we already know. People are asking, are there, is there life on other planets and Everything and he could have chose someplace else. He could have put him on Mars or Venus or someplace. Give us the big one. Give us Jupiter or something, right? What did he do? He took the man and the woman and put them right there in the devil's territory where he already knew the devil was. And you think, what is going on here? And then, uh, you know, he, some people ask questions. They say, well, you know, why did God create man and woman? And I've heard him say, well, you know, God was lonely. God was lonely, so he made the man and the woman. Well, I don't know if God was lonely. He got a pretty crowded heaven. But we do know that one-third of the angels were gone, so there is a hole in heaven, so to speak. And so what was God up to? Well, it doesn't make any sense, you know. Uh, I had to, somebody ask that, and they said, well, God just wants to, he created the man and the woman, and then so if we die, we can go to heaven. And... Um, I thought about that, and I thought, die and go to heaven. Well, if that's what God's up to, why didn't he just create us and put us in heaven in the first place? He put the angels there and the creatures there, and, and after people die, they go there. Well, if that's where he's wanting to put us, then why didn't he just put us in heaven in the first place? Nope, put us down here, and he put us in the risk. Because if we're down here and the devil's down here, that means we could mess it up. And that means people could go to heaven. But as we're all preaching and preachers preach it, no, they could, people could go to hell too. What's going on? Why, why risk and put the man and the woman down here, which they did mess it up. And then death entered the world, sin entered the world, a mess entered the world. What's going on? Why put them down 
here. And it just didn't make any, doesn't make any sense if you just think of it in that realm and you don't look at it, you know, uh, what's going on. And then, and then what's all this other stuff, you know, with heaven and earth. So uh, you're down here. And then if you die, you go to heaven. And then, then Jesus returns and you come back again and you rule and reign on the earth. And then Jesus, what about Jesus? Jesus came down then Jesus went up. Then Jesus is coming back down again. What is going on here? What's happening? And so until you figure this out, then you don't know what we're here for. We don't know what to do. We don't even maybe know why we're talking revival. Why do we need a revival? A revival of what? What's going on? We don't need longer, louder services or whatever. What's the root of what God is up to? So we know why would he put us down here in the devil's territory and risk somebody could go to hell, then go to heaven, then come back again, all this up and down, back and forth stuff. Well, listen to this. I've taught this some places and it's really helped some people. Is when God uh, created the man and the woman, he was up to something that he needed to have done. When Lucifer rebelled in heaven and was thrown out of heaven, as I said, there was a hole left in heaven. And it was a terrible thing. It's like we read that or we study that and we think, well, you know, that's no big deal. God, just get over it. You know, one third of the angels, okay, well, you still got two thirds and just get over it, God. It's not that big a deal. But it was a big, big deal. The rebellion in heaven, in perfect heaven, this rebellion, how ugly was that? How ugly is that? In the presence of glorious God, there's pride and rebellion and all the ugliness. And so they get thrown out. And now what do you do with that? Do you just forget about it? Do you say, God, just forget about it, get over it? Or does God say, nope, I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to fix that. And I'm going to, I'm going to fix that. So Lucifer learns, the kingdom learns, everybody, all the universe learns how this is. So he says, I'm going to do this right. I'm going to, on purpose, create a man and a woman, and I'm going to put them right down there in Satan's, now he called Satan the devil. I'm going to put them right down there in Satan's territory. And I'm going to create a man and a woman that eventually are going to create a humanity that's not going to be tempted anymore. They're not going to fall for pride. They're not going to fall for the devil's schemes. Now, we did for a while. Adam and Eve fell, and we went through tough times in humanity, but finally the perfect man, Jesus, was born of a woman, and we started this thing that's going to win right in the devil's territory and stand up to this thing, and God stood up to it, and Jesus stood up to it and said, nope, we're not going to fall for it. We are in his territory now, and we're not going to bow. We're not going to be prideful. We're not going to fall for his schemes, and we're right there where he is. And suddenly, God's honor is restored. God's dignity is restored. God's name is restored. Because here's a human man, God, Jesus, who stood up to it. But now he's getting others who are now through Jesus are being born a second time out of the fall. And they're standing up to the devil too. They're standing up for Jesus and that's why we need this a revival when people start cooling off because that's not what we're here for. See, we're not here to cool off. We're here to be on fire. 
and start cooling off and start getting lazy and losing our first love. We need a revival, the fire of God to raise that up to where God's being honored again in his church and dignity is coming up and first love is coming up. And then when that happens, then as we draw near to God with the fire of God and the love of God, God's glory comes down and fills the tabernacle, fills the church. And all of a sudden our priorities, like I said, we don't want anything else but Jesus. We don't want anything else but the kingdom of God. And what we're doing is we're restoring the honor that was lost in heaven and we're restoring an honor right here in the devil's territory. You see that? And as I've said many times, it's the one thing that God can't do and can't have on his own. If God restores his own honor, it's not honor. If you honor yourself, it's not honor. If you go around honoring yourself, it's not honorable. So God created humanity through this whole journey of the fall and now the restoration and salvation so that humanity would restore his honor. The one thing that he can't do himself that we can do. And that's what revival does. Revival creates such power and presence that all we want to do is glorify him, worship him, and honor him. The one thing that we can do, and that's why we're here, and that's why God put us right here in the devil's territory. That's why we didn't end up on Mars or Jupiter, but right here on earth to restore God's honor. May revival come and increase that honor again and again and again. Till next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.